643, 18 records for warmth broken across the province yesterday. And I expect uh, a lot more today as well. Maybe just as many. The last couple days we've had, like, what, 23 records from a couple days ago, 18 yesterday. If the forecast holds for today across the province, I would suspect a lot more records would be broken. I think I even saw somebody wearing sandals this morning. It's that warm, yes, <laughs> as we hit February 1. Hey, they're trying their best at the Frost Festival to keep some events going on with this warm weather. For example, today there had been an 80s skate party planned downtown on the ice at Victoria Park. That's been changed to an 80s dance party now in the park. On the line with me now is Kathleen Becker, Major Event Manager at Real District, talking more about Frost. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, for a lot of people, this forecast is very nice. It's making a lot of people feel good. Uh, what kind of impact is this mild weather having on the Frost Festival? Uh, it's definitely a bit of a challenge. You know, for us, the sweet spot is kind of that minus 10 to minus 15. So seeing numbers like plus 8 and plus 11 definitely make us sweat a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and so we just found out that the Wiscana Ring, for example, uh, it had to be closed earlier this week. It's kind of a day-by-day. Day. Is it going to be warm enough uh, that conditions will continue to deteriorate? I mean, that much we don't really know. Uh, what what else is impacted? Are there any other activities, events that you guys have had to say, no, we can't do this because it's too warm? Uh, well, right now we've got an on-site team that's watching all of our outdoor activations really closely. So, I mean, we are doing the best that we can to, you know, keep our ice sculptures covered, try and protect the, the snow maze and the ice slides so that those things will make it through the week so we can enjoy them on the weekend. Um, it, but it is really kind of a day-by-day, day. like every day we're going out there checking things out, seeing how they look, and uh, just kind of doing the best we can to uh, take care of what we've got for activation. Yeah, that's right. The ice slide, I know that was uh, a big draw last year, still pretty popular this year. Oh, so popular. I think there are, there are kids that run up and down that hill all day, and then they go home and crash. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, on the flip side of this, Kathleen, um, how has attendance been? Has it Have the mild temps brought more people out? Uh, you know, the first weekend looked really good for us. Uh, attendance was definitely down from where we were hoping. Um, but you, walking through those hallways, you wouldn't have known that there were smiling faces everywhere. People were having a great time. Um, our glow stage and performances were absolutely packed. So, I mean, people are definitely coming out and taking it in. We just, just need a few more folks to come out. What other events would you uh, maybe highlight for people who have maybe never been to Frost or maybe have been to Frost, but they just haven't been to those specific events? Sure. I mean, there's so much to take in. And, you know, every hub does a really great job at focusing on kind of a different area for, for what kind of programming they want to put on. So it, it's definitely worth taking in all the different hubs, all the different activities, um, depending on what your interests are and, you know, your family dynamic and what kind of things you want to do. There, there really is something for everybody out there. Um, you just got to take a look at the schedule and, and see where you want to go. What is one event or activity that is that has to be on your frost festival bucket list what does everybody need to do oh i mean i'm a little impartial on this one but i feel like everybody has to walk through glow um real you know uh real has brought in glow quite a few times now we've had it every year it's our third year um and we've done a lot of work on really revamping it 
uh, changing the structure, changing the layout. The feedback that we have gotten or from the first weekend has been absolutely phenomenal. There are folks saying that this is the best layout they've ever seen. This is the best experience they've been to. Um, it's so much improved from last year, and like we're we're very very proud for the work that we've done. But you have to walk through Glow. Is there anything else, Kathleen? Any other message that you want to get out to, to the public before things start to ramp up here for the weekend at Frost? Uh, you know, it, the big thing is really just come on out, see what there is. Um, you know, Frost at Real particularly has a lot of great programming available. Um, the, the Sunday brunch, we've got a teddy bear triage happening on uh, on the Saturday. Um, we've got a really great ticket promotion for families. You can get a family pack, which is two adult and two youth. Uh, at a really great discounted price. And there's just, there's so much to see and do. You can spend all day. Well, I appreciate your time this morning, Kathleen. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Six fifty two, And yeah, as of today, if you want to buy vape products or tobacco... And you have to be at least 19 years old now from 18 to 19, putting that in line with the age when it comes to buying alcohol. Mo government first announced the change this past November. You've been hearing about it this morning in our newscast with Andrew Shepard, who joins me now. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. The other big one now that just came out not too long ago, and I know that you've had a chance to listen to it a little bit, but let's put our ear on it again. And this is Billy Joel's new song right here. As we From Motley Crue's guitar riffs to Mick Mars to Billy Joel and his... The smooth piano <laughs> of Billy Joel. Uh, what do you think of that song? Yeah, I think it's, it sounds like Billy Joel. It certainly does. And it, 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 it's hard for him to have a miss, I find. He's got a lot of, of very good songs. Um, I know my girlfriend's dad is a major Billy Joel I was never fan. really into Billy Joel uh, until I watched the live at Shea Stadium concert and that's one of the best like live concert like dvds and that changed <laughs> you out. yeah that changed you that, for billy that, joel th- that got me into billy joel live music dvds like the, like the, like when they all came out yeah. like though those those really get me i don't really know much about this and i watch and i go oh okay because you know you, may, you might not want to spend the money to go to the show but if you can watch it um yeah that as, might turn you and that i really started to like billy joel after i saw that as close as you're gonna get well, i've always wanted to see him in madison square garden i know that run is coming to an end here in the in the near july, future july 25th is his last show 150th I, my only hope at this point is to one take a last minute trip to new york city and try to get tickets for that which is very unlikely or two hoping that they come out with some sort of blu-ray dvd whatever that i can maybe try to capture some of that uh at home CJME News Time is now 6.54. We are talking this morning once again, Andrew, about weather records. Another day yesterday where we saw many records fall. Yeah, we're breaking them daily, it seems, all week. Uh, no record for Regina yesterday, um, but 18 across the province. Once again, Maple Creek was the hottest of the record uh, breakers. They were at 17.5 degrees. They just got to 21 a couple days ago. Yeah, the day before that, a Tuesday was 21. Swift Current hit uh, almost 15 degrees. Now, Regina, again, no record yesterday, but we could be a record today because the record for today is six degrees. We're calling for a high of eight. Yeah, and you look at even Saturday, talking about it in our forecast, nine degrees for Saturday. That 
has got to be a record as well. So I have a feeling uh, old Willie is going to be calling for a uh, an early spring. Yeah, yeah. Although no, he's in Ontario, so yeah, no doubt. And we're we'll gonna have, have to I'm gonna have by the way, a senior climatologist from Environment Canada, David Phillips, on the show tomorrow. We'll ask him. Uh, certainly, this is not normal, but uh, how long? this warm spell may last and if we could see it uh, continuing into the winter we know it's an el nino uh, winter so we'll see if the mild temps continue or if that means we'll have more snow he's going to come up on the show uh, tomorrow speaking of records andrew there was just a major meth bust uh, a drug record over in manitoba yeah rcmp in manitoba calling this the biggest illegal drug seizure ever in the prairies they found 50 million dollars worth Ooh. of meth <laughs> And they they shared a picture on social media, just bags and bags. Of yeah, white it, it, it meth. Yeah. Uh, they they so they try they stopped a truck at the border. This is like Walter White's dream. Yeah, uh, they stopped a truck at the border uh, heading to Winnipeg. Nine hundred pounds of meth in stuffed into duffel bags, just Man, packed. That's like the weight of a polar bear. It's a little bit more than that. Like I, that's yeah, an, an unreal. Um, the other big thing that we're talking about in the news today in your newscast, rotating teacher strike. This is a little bit different than what we've seen uh, from the last couple of weeks in the province. Yeah, first they started with province-wide single-day strikes, a couple of those. Now it's rotating strikes in certain areas, so today's the first set of that. This is affecting schools in Moose Jaw, Prince Albert, North Battleford, and, and Humboldt areas. Um, the not, STI, Regina. Not, not Regina. Not Regina. Yeah. Um, they haven't announced yet what the next set of rotating strikes may be or when that may happen, uh, so we'll... Keep our eye out for that and let you know when we do find out. Yes, I'm 35,000 students and 3,000 teachers. Uh, thank you very much, Andrew. Our Andrew Shepard in the newsroom. CJME News time is now 6.57. You can sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Waiting for someone to tell you everything. 7.14 on your Thursday morning. Thanks for being with us. Kevin Martell in for Greg Morgan today, tomorrow, and then Monday before Greg is back on Tuesday. That's the plan. Oh, that's it in Melfort. Two and a half week corners inquest into the mass stabbing event on and around James Smith Cree Nation is now over. 11 people would die at the hands of Miles Sanderson. 17 others would be hurt. Now we're left with a number of recommendations on how to prevent something like this from happening again. 980 CJME senior reporter Lisa Schick has been there for every moment of this inquest, and she joins us now on the line. Morning, Lisa. Morning. So let's start with the recommendations because there are, well, quite a lot of them. Yeah, there were um, 29 recommendations in all, which is a, a fair number. Um, there were several from the jury themselves. Certainly, um, they went uh, I almost all corners. They went to uh, the correction service. They went toward um, the RCMP, and they went toward the James Smith Cree Nation themselves. There were things like uh, to the correctional service, you know, having more elders, hiring more elders. We certainly heard uh, during the evidence that the elders are kind of overworked. They have a lot on their plates. There aren't enough to give kind of the appropriate attention to offenders that they say that there needs to be. Um, there were recommendations around programming and needs to be more available um, and more focused on some particular things in that programming. They were saying to the RCMP, you know, any photo in your database, the, the photo needs to have the date of when that picture was taken. Um, you'll remember that RCMP, uh, the day before, 
these stabbings, they had actually come across Damien Sanderson in a house on the First Nation, but they didn't know that it was him because the photo that they had in their database was nearly 10 years old, 8 years old. Yeah. So they didn't recognize him. Right, to the James Smith Cree Nation, the jury recommended that it be mandated that all houses should have house numbers posted on the front of the buildings in an easily visible location, as well as street signs be installed for all roadways and that mapping be updated and distributed to all emergency services as well. See, I didn't realize that in, well, not all cases they had, they didn't have, you know, identifiers, markers, so that emergency services personnel could actually go and, and find houses quickly. Yeah, there was talk during uh, the evidence that some of them didn't have uh, house numbers. Some of them only had house numbers on the back. There aren't street signs on every street. So there was uh, a case where an RCMP officer, he went to the wrong house to clear that house. There was a case where uh, paramedics uh, turned into the wrong drive when they were coming up to the first house. So they had to kind of use their flashlights to direct them to the right house to get in there. 980 CJME senior reporter Lisa Schick. Uh, Lisa, you also heard from family of some of the victims uh, yesterday after the recommendations came out. Yeah, you know, uh, we heard from a few families that um, had standing, I guess, to speak for uh, some of the people who had passed um, during the inquest. They had been asking questions of witnesses. And they said, you know, they're, they're happy. They're with the, rec- pardon me, they're happy with the recommendations that came out they think that they're good they think that they're kind of a start to what they had been asking for there were at least a couple of recommendations that directly addressed some of the things that they were asking about daryl burns was specifically asking about you know there are it seems like these offenders get just passed along from person to person when they're in corrections when they're behind bars and they have to tell their story a bunch of times and it just loses meaning. The person would almost certainly feel like nobody's listening because they have to tell their story so many times. So one of the recommendations was that uh, they have one consistent person with them as they go through interactions. And the families were talking about, you know, that they're happy to have these things. They're not disappointed with any of the recommendations. But they did say, you know, if we come back in five years and there's no action on these recommendations, then that's will be disappointing. Well, yeah, the recommendations are there, as we've been telling you about, but it doesn't necessarily mean all 29 will be acted on. Yeah, the recommendations from an inquest, they aren't mandatory. Um, We talked to Clive Wayhill. He's the chief coroner. Uh, He said, you know, they'll take these back, they'll kind of collate them, and then send them out to the appropriate uh, institution, the ones that they're meant for. But then that's kind of up to the institution to do what they will with them there is no uh there are no teeth to this kind of thing and as this inquest ends of course we've been talking about it another inquest starts pretty soon here lisa yeah there is another inquest um specifically into the death of miles sanderson he died while he was in police custody as you might remember um, police kind of caught up with him on that September 7th on Highway 11. They guided him off the road, as they kind of say, and then they arrested him out of that white avalanche. But shortly after he was arrested, they say he went into medical distress and they took him to hospital in Saskatoon, but he died quite soon after that. And any time that there is a death in custody, there is a mandatory um, a coroner's inquest in Saskatchewan. So we'll learn a little bit more about 
of how he actually died and kind of the circumstances around that. That starts at the end of February. Well, thanks for your time this morning, Lisa, and appreciate the work that you've done on this story over the last 11, 12 days now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Seven twenty-four on your Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us. We go from deep purple to one Billy Joel, who's got a new song out this morning. It's called "Turn the Lights Back On." As we're laying in the darkness, did I wait too long to turn the lights back on? Yay or nay, Evan Bray, who joins me now. Well, uh, you know what I mean, unmistakable. Yeah. Who's singing that song? Like he's just got such a distinctive voice. Yeah, I like Billy Joel. I, you know, I wouldn't call myself a diehard fan. I've never seen him in concert. I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I like the song from what I've heard. I've only heard you play a couple of short clips of it this morning, but uh, yeah, I think I think it'll much like that Beatles hit. Just because, yeah, yeah, just because of who is releasing it, I think it will gain some momentum. I for mean, sure. it's new music from let's face it, icons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so anytime that comes out yeah. i mean that's a rarity nowadays yeah. uh it seems like it's all you know just taylor swift and what have you right, but right. there's nothing wrong with taylor swift yeah. but it's nice to hear yeah. your classic artists as well uh big story today of course teachers are striking it looks a little different though than what we've seen over the last couple of weeks this time rotating strikes yeah i had samantha be caught on the show yesterday you know she she's basically i asked her how long can this go on um I don't know that I got a straight answer. She said, well, let's flip back that back to the provincial government and see what they say. But you, you have to think at some point, um, this is, everyone's going to grow tired of strikes, yeah. including students, including parents, yeah. probably especially students and parents. And the, the challenge is, I don't know how this, they are so far apart, these two sides, uh, outside of an arbitration, I'm not sure who's bending and, and how this is going to come together. Yeah, you're going to be talking a lot about uh, that on the show, but also a little uh, a little twist on it, too. You, I mean, you're going to shed some light on some of the, the good work the teachers have done uh, for you growing up, for well, example, and for other listeners. We've, ha- we've had people uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about education and teachers, and, of course, I wouldn't even say hundreds, thousands of text messages have come in yeah. where people are saying, you know, I remember back when I was in school, this teacher had a profound impact on my life. It was because of her or because of him that I started doing this with my life. I, I have a story similar to that as well. And so I think that would be kind of a fun thing. We're going to open up the phone lines for just a short while and and have people let us know how teachers have impacted their lives. One of the teachers who impacted my life uh, was actually somebody we just had in the news not long ago. Oh, what are you going to do? It's you in the room, Daddy! Oh, believe that. that. I can believe it, that. Kevin. Somehow, Doug Roach, uh, <laughs> who you just heard there. The, look at this. Look at that. Yeah, he, very, he was my grade nine math teacher. And eventually, when I after I graduated, I spent a summer painting in high school. And he was the supervisor of the crew. Yeah. That was his summer job. So uh, a lot of fun with him. Uh, so 
That's he funny. changed my life. What else quickly is coming up on the show today? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to be talking about Flex Ed, which also is another option in Saskatchewan for people who want to keep their, their children at home, but yep. still follow that Saskatchewan curriculum, have teachers virtually assisting their children. So we'll be doing that. Also, Tom Korski from Blacklocks. We're going to talk everything from CBC executive bonuses to an expensive Christmas vacation for the prime minister. Uh, it'll be a good conversation, I'm sure. Have a great show as always.